0: Awesome. Well, if you notice, our pastor is not here. He's taking care of some of, uh, some family things and other stuff down south where it happens to be warmer. Like, <laughs> but uh, we're going to have an awesome Sunday, even though he's not here. He's preaching in another church down there. Uh, so you guys, you're ready for, for God to move? Oh, man. Look, like, man, I think this, this quarter of the church, are we all ready for God to move this morning? Awesome. All right. well, this morning, uh, you know, I, I want to begin and say that I have no one in mind when preparing this message. And what I mean by that is if you are offended or convicted, rather, that is the Holy Spirit at work in your life. Amen? So you can't blame me. It's from the Bible. <laughs> you can blame God, and that's, that's a bigger problem. But my prayer this morning is that all of our hearts would just be open to what God wants to speak. And, and can we just start there? Can we start with a, a word of prayer this morning? Amen. Let's, let's start there. Lord, we, we welcome you into our hearts, and we ask that you would open our ears and our eyes and our spirits to receive what you want us to receive this morning. God, I, I pray that there would be no walls or barriers, no hindrances, but that we would all just be uh, refreshingly in your presence and and respond in the way you want us to respond. And we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. I should have prayed for anointing because I need it this morning. (laughs) Ah. Well, if you told me when I was younger that I would lead worship, I would have told you I don't like being in front of people and I don't like singing in front of people. And if you would have told me like I would be preaching one day, I would have said, no way, I don't want to be a pastor, that's a horrible job. <laughs> like, but if you would have told me that, that I'd be used by God one day, then that has always been the desire of my heart, and I pray that that is the case this morning, because I, I want to try to tapical, tackle a topic that can be difficult to hear sometimes. So if you are able to, please take your hand and put your seatbelt on. <laughs> You're going to be okay. It'll be an awesome service, and the Holy Spirit's going to move. I trust in that, because I'm not enough. You know, last week, we spoke about defeating the giants. Did anybody enjoy that message? It was really good. Defeating the giants, and next week, we're going to be uh, going on a message about the Ark of the Covenant, which is the symbol of God's presence here on earth in the Old Testament. It's going to be just a phenomenal message. I encourage you to please be here because God's going to move, right? Yes? man, God's going to move, right? Yeah. yeah. But I want to talk to you today about what happens in between that. Because that's where most of us kind of are, right? Maybe we've, we've killed some giants in the past or maybe we're facing a giant and we're, we're moving towards this desire for God's presence, Right? That's where we are as a church. We want God's presence more than anything. And I want to go this morning from being giant slayers to kingdom shakers. All right? it's a pretty catchy title, right? So give the Holy Spirit credit for that one. <laughs> giant slayers to kingdom shakers. And when I was asked to speak this morning, I, it was just God downloaded exactly what I should say, or at least the passage as I begin to study it. And we find that passage in 2 Samuel chapter 5. Second Samuel chapter 5, 17 through 25. Feel free to turn there and make sure that I'm, I'm telling you what is right. I'm not lying. It's 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 17 through 25. I'm gonna, I just want to read that passage because, to be honest... If I didn't say anything and I just read the Word of God, there's power in the Word of God. So let's, let's begin there. 2 Samuel chapter 5, 17-25 through 25 says, Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines. So David went to Baal Perzim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me, like a breakthrough of water. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal Perzim, and they left their images there and David and his men carried them away. Then the Philistines went up once again and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Therefore David inquired of the Lord and said, and though he said, "You shall not go up. Circle around behind them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly, for then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines." And David did so. As the Lord commanded him, and he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. And it's going to go forth in power this morning, in the Lord's power. But I want to start in verse 17. Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. You see, when you start walking into your calling, the enemy doesn't like that. I hope you don't mind. We're just gonna go for it. We're gonna jump right in this morning. You ready for some some text that's gonna challenge you? <laughs> see, when you walk into your calling, the enemy doesn't like that. And I'm not talking about the coworker that doesn't like you. <laughs> I'm talking about the, the spiritual forces of this dark world. I'm talking about having weapons that are not of flesh or not carnal, but can be mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. As David finds out, when you start coming into your future, you have to first deal or let God deal with your past. Ooh. You just realize where I'm going. So the Philistines come up in full strength, in full strength, and that's what the enemy does. He wants you to see and to even feel how strong he is because he works on an uh, intimidation level. That's how he works. And we don't think straight when we're afraid, and that's how he works. He operates on fear fear of the unknown, fear of all these things. And some of us today have been afraid to deal with issues that we've had in our lives, perhaps for years even. So David had defeated Goliath the giant. We learned that last week. But he wasn't ever able to deal fully with the root of that issue. Goliath's people, the Philistines. And we can celebrate the giants that fall in our lives, and we should. But if we never deal with where the giant came from, we're destined to keep fighting his family. It's like, it's like the Rocky movies. There's six of them. They all have the same storyline, right? Because there's always another fight to do. The thing is, like after we slay our giant, we need to stop going back to that same ring, It's been beat. So we have to get out of that arena. If we truly deal with it, we don't have to go back. So Goliath was a Philistine, like we mentioned. And it goes way back before David was even born to when uh, Israel was coming into the land that God had promised them and things were looking great. But get this, this this is what I do sometimes too. I didn't, or they didn't fully do what God wanted them to do. Like, they did most of it, but they didn't take care of everything. Have you ever been there? I'm the only sinner here. Like. And so they, they let the Philistines live when they, they shouldn't have, and because of that, their descendants had to deal with it. And that might be some of us today. There's maybe something generationally in your life that keeps coming up in your family or now you're maybe even seeing it in your kids, and it's because it hasn't ever been dealt with. And do you realize the things that you allow into your life right now can be passed down to your descendants? And God is saying that it's time to re to re Are you excited about that? Yes. So we're taking those roots that have been uh, in our past or maybe even in our present and we're going to remove them and root ourselves in God, right? Man, well, I'm excited. (laughs) So maybe, maybe it's even in your marriage or in your children or maybe there's some bitterness or offense or unforgiveness, jealousy, hatred, laziness, gluttony, the list goes on. And we want to re-root that. Because remember, we're dealing with these things so the presence of God, like the Ark of the Covenant, can be the center of our city, the center of our life. Now, the Philistines come up in full array. And I like to imagine that, because I I like to imagine things. Just, Just there, full array. And they place themselves between David and Jerusalem. And keep in mind that David had just fought and won the city of Jerusalem. Like, he just did this, and and now, like, he's starting to build up strongholds around it. He's building himself a palace. Uh, Like, things are going good. And it's at that moment that he just won the incredible victory that no one else thought he could and named the city after himself, even. It's at that moment the enemy shows up. Because the enemy wants to taint every victory in your life, reminding you that you haven't fully won. And he wants to cut you off from remembering the victories that you have walked in, because when he does that, he cuts off your faith. And he wants to cut you off from the rest of the people of God, because when he does that, you become weak. You become weak, and you, you end up fighting alone. And... If you didn't realize this, I'm right there with you. I cannot beat an army by myself. That's why we, the people of God, we are the army of God. We're meant to fight together. But what is the first thing that David does? He goes to the stronghold. And that's what we're meant to do as well. God calls uh, himself uh, through the word that he is the strong tower. He is a, a rock that is higher than I. He's a rock that cannot be moved. And we know this, but if you're anything like me, that's not where you always go first. Right? That's not where you always go first. Because we want to handle things on our own. Yeah? But prepare yourself. Why? Because we don't actually want to handle things. It's easier to fight sometimes than to let go of the problem. I'm preaching to myself, like God is speaking that to me. It's easier to fight sometimes than to actually let go of the problem. And we can even become addicted to the the sin or the root that we live in because we're afraid of what it might cost us to let it go. And sometimes we could even start identifying with it. Like, this is just where I'm at. God's grace is good, and I don't, I don't have to move. Or sometimes we can identify with overcoming it even. Like, you know, Rocky number 12, Rocky 13. <laughs> we keep coming back to it, and we're, we're proud that we overcome that giant, but we never deal with the root. David could have been known only as a giant slayer, Get this, he could have been known only as a giant slayer, but he went beyond that and became known as a man after God's own heart. Let that sink in a moment. If if you only come up to your giant, you're missing the, the root in the presence of God. Don't be more involved with the battle or past battle than you are with God. And that most of us can stay there. That we're always coming to that battle. Oh, this is such a, a big stronghold in my life. Does it have to be? Does it have to be? We'll see in a moment, this is why David is victorious. He's a man after God's own heart. And before you're centered on the presence of God, you have to deal what you've been centered on in the past. It's not just a giant, it's a root. It's not just a giant, it's a root. Pick up in verse 19, where it says, So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver them into your hand. What we need to see here is that David is not asking if he should fight the battle. He's not asking if he should go up. He's asking how he should go up. Should I go up? Should I go straight up and take on the enemy? And we often, we, we often act like we ask God if we should overtake like the thing that's trying to kill us, like that should be a question. <laughs> or sometimes we act like we ask God and he said No. No, just stay there. You'll probably die. It's fine. (laughs) Of course, God wants you to go up. It's not a question, should I take on this thing in my life? It's, It's a question of asking God's battle plan. How should I take on this thing in my life? Because it's always time to get rid of what is in between where you are now and where God wants you to be it's always time to get rooted in the presence of God. And you might be called to great things. You might be called to be a king like David. But if you're not willing to overcome the root in your life, you will not live fully in God's presence. And you will not walk into the the full calling that he has for you. And church, your, your pastor, your staff, we want you to walk in all that God has for you. And part of that is being filled with the very Spirit of God. The same Spirit that was in Jesus is in you. And So when I apply that to myself, I have this conversation with with, uh, people sometimes, especially with young adults, that if the same Spirit that that rose Jesus from the dead lives in me, am I walking in that? Why am I not praying for more people and then being healed? So David then is asking how he should fight. And in this instance, God says, take him head on. And don't doubt what God wants to do in your life. I'll tell you that right now. God wants to move in your life. Don't doubt it. He's not going to let you down. I have to tell that to myself sometimes. All right, this is not going to be the first time in history that God fails. <laughs> it's not going to be, I can just take that step forward And it's going to be great because God is actually God. And he wants you to be set free. He wants you to to come against that army and it be broken off. Because he knows that, uh, that his presence, that a revival is around the corner if you're ready for it. And the place where God is centered in your life is right behind the root that you haven't dealt with. Maybe some of us need to write that down. The place where God is centered in your life is right behind the root that we haven't dealt with yet. I love how David describes this this battle scene because this is how God wants to move in your life, in the battle that you're struggling with right now. He says, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. And I don't imagine David saying this like a, a scholar, you know, the Lord broke through my enemies like water. It was great. Like he's saying it like, like almost like a WWE wrestler or something, like the Lord broke through my enemies like a, like a dam of water breaking. Like you can't stop the flood. You can't stop it. Like, that that's his middle picture. Like, this this great, vast thing just pouring over and the enemy being wiped out. That's the battle plan that God is saying. That's the battle plan. And in verse 21, it says, the Philistines left their images, or their idols is another translation. Because when God fights before us, And we're obedient to his leading. Get this. The enemy's power is broken and cast aside. And we gain authority over what was ruling our lives. Church, that's good. (laughs) That's really good. And David named that place Baal Perazim, which means the place of breaches or destruction. God is calling you and I to breach the line of the enemy in our lives and in our church. It's time to breach the lines because he has plans for his presence to be centered in our lives, his presence to be before us instead of the enemy being before us. Do you want that? Awesome. I'm going to hold you to it. (laughs) So the key to it, though, and get this, the key to it, because that's what you've been waiting for, right? You're like, okay, you could have just said this from the beginning. The key to it is obedience. That horrible hard word. (laughs) Obedience. The ability to not only listen, but to act on what you hear from God. And that's really what we all struggle with, right? Like if we're listening, it's, it's that whole acting thing. And we all have that choice con- constantly. And we even have it right now. You, maybe you're already thinking how you cannot respond to this message. I have been there before. <laughs> you cannot respond to God's voice pulling at your heart. Maybe you're like, okay, I can time this right, bathroom break. Or I was sure to give the kids lots of sugar, so I'll have to go and check on them right at that exact moment. Or you begin to reason in your mind of why you don't need to fight the battle, why you don't actually have a root. But what you're really reasoning with, what I'm really reasoning with, is if I want to live in God's presence and remain there. For that to be my center, not just a thing I come up to occasionally, but to be centered on God's presence, where I am rooted. And I'm sure David struggled with some questions like I struggle with, and probably you, that did God really say that? Would he say that? Or isn't there another way? I ask that one a lot. (laughs) Jesus asked that one. That's okay to ask that one. Isn't there another way? (laughs) But the Philistines come back again. Because the enemy is not going to give up a stronghold easily in your life. He's had the high ground. Jesus even said, you know, that if you cast out a demon, that demon could come back with seven more and try to retake things. That's, that's what the enemy does. The Philistines come back and they gather again in the valley of Rephaim. And that word Rephaim means a people of greater height and stature. Because the enemy loves to remind you how much bigger he is than you and how you are not prepared for the battle. But remember, it's a fear tactic. When the, when the enemy sets up in front of you, remember that there is a much bigger army behind you. And God willing, that you are standing also with the body of Christ, the army of God. Church, you need the body of Christ. But what does David do? He goes back to the Lord. It's funny that that is always the answer, right? Like, it's a Sunday school answer. Like, what do you need to do? Well, I just need to go see Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you need to do. He goes back to the Lord. The Lord is always his strength, always his wisdom, always his source. And it's, it's crazy how often I forget that. And if something happens, I'm like, God, I don't know how this is going to happen. And God's like, yes, you do. <laughs> like, it always works out because I'm in charge. And he says that, of course, in love. <laughs> but David knew that God always had the right battle plan. The Lord always has the right answer, and and note this, that the answer isn't always what you think it should be. It's not always what it had been in the past even, and and if you're like me, I sometimes pray and and recommend things to God. You guys ever do that? Like just, you know, you plan it all out like, God, I got got your plan all ready for you. You know, like if you just do it this way, everything works out great. Uh, You don't have to spend any time. It's totally great. You don't have to But, like, does anybody else pray like that sometimes? Like, you're just just suggesting. (laughs) But if you want to do this, it would work out really well, right? That's That's how we say it. But God responds to David with, basically, I want you to do it differently than before. And I think, just in my opinion, from reading through the Bible and studying it, I think God does that on purpose. Because if we did it the same, same thing every time, we wouldn't really have a lot of faith, right? But if he asks you to wait, or he asks you to do it a different way, that takes faith. And faith brings you closer to God. Because that's always his plan. So God responds and wants David to do it a different way And that's why we always have to be listening. That's why we can't even rely on tradition. Tradition can be great sometimes. But I've never seen tradition alone start a revival. What starts a revival is a listening, willing, obedient heart that is trying their best to be close to God, trying to to be biblically correct as well. But on this occasion, God says to David, I want you to be hidden in the mulberry trees, or balsam trees, as some translations say. And basically, they're, they're weeping trees. And I love the picture that that gives us, because, you know, they didn't have to write that in there. They could have just said, like, hide in the forest, or hide in the woods, in the shrubs, whatever. But they specifically say, hide in the weeping trees. And I just like to think that, that maybe sometimes God wants us, even in a place of weeping, to be Ready? saying, I want you to wait in a place of weeping. or well, really, just be humble enough to wait. Does anyone struggle with waiting? Man, like, that's been the story of my life. The, like, the key word, waiting on God. And that's hard. But what God is saying is, don't do something on your own time and in your own way. Because don't you know that that really does not work? <laughs> Has anybody had that experience? I have had that experience many times. But he says, until you hear the sound of marching, until you hear that I'm going out before you, don't just rush out, make sure that I'm going before you. Let your boldness and your strength be in that. And it says, when you hear the sound of marching, advance quickly. That phrase, advance quickly, means to be alert. To to decide or determine already, to point sharply at what you're going to do. So even when you're in a place of waiting, or sometimes in a place of weeping, determine in your heart what needs to take place. Determine in your heart that you are going to be ready and that you're going to be obedient. Determine in your heart before it happens. Because the Lord says He will Go out before you, and he will strike your enemies. And that's good because sometimes I want to strike my enemies. (laughs) But the Lord says he will. He will strike my enemies. And note that David was ready. We sometimes want God to fix everything. This, This is appearing into my life. I'll be open with you. I want God to fix everything. And without me necessarily joining in the fight. <laughs> like, God, if you would just give me, you know, $10,000, it'd be fine. <laughs> like, like, you ever say that? <laughs> like, I don't know what the problem is. Like, you could just fix it. And You know, sometimes he can. Sometimes he will, which is amazing. <laughs> but God usually uses people He chooses to use people to accomplish his will. And we forget that sometimes. He wants to lead you to be rooted in his presence. But he expects you, bear with me, to get up. Gather with the believers around you and take the hill. When he says to do it. Because in verse 25... It ends with a promise, all right? And you guys are like, finally, finally. But if you don't look close, you will, you'll miss this. Watch this. It says, David did so as the Lord commanded him, and he drove back the Philistines from Giba as far as Gezer. And so the word for you today is do what the Lord commands you, and you will be victorious. So whatever that thing that you keep coming to that you just can't beat Let God beat it. Get up and let God beat it. And look closely at where David drove the Philistines as far. I love this. I love studying the Bible for this reason. It says he drove them to a place called Gezer. And that place, that word, means a place where something is cut off or destroyed. Woo, church, like that! He drove him to a place that the means is cut off or destroyed because that's what God wants to do in your life. The root can be cut off. If you let God work with you, he will drive it to a place where it's cut off and destroyed. But you have to fight. So the, the line is probably already drawn in your life. You know what that battle is. His presence is... Waiting to be drawn into you. He is calling you to destroy the root. He's calling you to destroy the root. Move into freedom. Move into revival. That's that's really all it takes. So as the, the band comes up, you guys love it because I always preach short. I'm gonna ask the prayer team to come up too. Because they are seasoned warriors that you can fight with. Never forget that. But if that's you this morning, and you hear the Holy Spirit moving you, and you're not offended at me because that's definitely the Holy Spirit, then I'm going to ask you to come up in just a moment and take the hill. Because church... I want you to live fully in God's presence where you don't leave it, to be centered on God's presence. And I'm going to ask you to respond, but I'm going to take just a moment, and I want you to think what is that root in my life that I have not allowed God to root out, that I have not rooted in God's presence? What is that root? And it could be a bunch of things. It could be something in your marriage. It could be something with your kids, some past offense that you have, or just, just, it could be even laziness, gluttony. It could be all kinds of things, bitterness, anger, that thing that comes up into your mind that you just can't control. What is the root that you need to deal with? And I want to say one more thing Never be ashamed of letting God work out what in your, in your life needs to be worked out. Because you are the army of God. You, every individual here is a warrior of God. And when you come to a, a place, you come to, to, to fight with one of our warriors, you're coming to battle and there is nothing shameful in that. There is nothing shameful. Never feel like you're looked down upon when you're coming to spend time with God. Because I know that feeling, I've had that feeling, where you don't want to get up from your seat because you're worried about what people think, when the only one who matters is God. So if that's you this morning, I'm going to ask all of us to stand up, if we can, if you're able to. And if that's you, and you want to get a root out of your life, then come right now, as Becky begins to to play, key of A, (laughs) come right now and get a root out of your life and for, for those of us who, who are fine right now maybe this message is just good it's not speaking to you that much let's worship together for a little bit and just thank God that he gets roots out of our lives and if there's something that we need to get out let's, let's let God work are you with me on that? Let's do that for a moment.